getting closer to the planet, you can see that it is very dry, very desolate. The ship comes down over the dusty landscape, and you see the small homesteads of moisture farmers and the lone moisture evaporators in, in the fields. You skim some mountains and canyons, and uh, eventually a large spaceport comes into view. It's kind of what you expect to see when visiting a desert planet. The architecture is very familiar to the eyes of those of you who have spent time in the Outer Rim. The buildings are domed and light stone, and Captain Dross brings the ship into a landing bay in the, in the spaceport. As you come down, dust uh, plumes out from, from under the ship as its landing gear comes down. The ramp comes down, and the captain says, All right, I'll stay with the ship. I've got my comms on if you need anything. If you need a quick getaway, I can probably make that happen. Sounds good. Thank you, Dross. Uh, you did get the locks retrofitted for the outer rim, right? The locks? Here. Yeah, let me let me take a look. Make sure that nobody's going to surprise you out here. Well, I'll be in the ship. Yeah, by yourself? By myself, yeah. On a planet that's currently blockaded. Yeah. Uh, can, can I take a look at your security system real quick? I can take care of myself, but be my guest. And... I would like to use my mechanics knowledge to okay. make sure that this ship will be secure okay. with just Dross on it. You do it. Okay. <laughs> and the three of you exit the ship. Your cloaks swirl in the dusty wind, and you head out onto one of the main thoroughfares of this place. You see the people. They look tired, ragged clothes, and typical outer rim ponchos and light colors to uh, loose clothing to keep them cool in the warm air. And it is very hot here. Mikis is about to have a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Not. (laughs) Nikis has probably got the hood up. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Try and cool off. Yeah. I mean, the fabric itself is not, like, thick or anything. It just happens to absorb a lot of light mm-hmm. and heat. <laughs> How does Nikisa feel walking next to Lodi, who's very much, like, Jedi? So Jedi of the time, it's it's very light colors, right? And, mm-hmm. and like, white and gold and light brown and stuff. And Nikisa's all dark Yes, definitely dark, like grays and grays and dark blues. And she's fine. She's just like not her aesthetic. I, you know, I respect your choice to choose pastels and uh, earth colors. Uh, it's not pastels. It's browns with creams and golds. It's some, it's, it's like a, a brown little, over tunic with like earthy, a creamy earthy. under tunic and like gold accenting. Yeah, no, it's earthy tones. Doesn't go with my complexion. Uh, (laughs) I'll take Streetwise, Knowledge Outer Rim, anything else you want to argue as you navigate this dusty city scape. I would like to ask for perception on my side. Go for it. All right. Let's get a hard perception check. Yeah, I'll do Streetwise. Uh, I can also do a street Because I really do kind of want to gauge the reaction to at least me and Vekaros. Okay. 
Let's do average streetwise checks. Okay. So two purples. Two purples. So I've got just a yellow and a green in my perception. Okay. And we have a ton of light side tokens. You guys cool with me flipping? Go for it. So now we have four. I would like to argue a boost die that we are we are here on a mission, so we're like very focused on like what we are looking for and checking our surroundings and what to do. Okay. I got nothing. I just got two <laughs> greens and two purples. I'm like sitting here trying to think of a boost die and I'm just like I failed with two threat. Okay. Becros failed with two threat. I got Houston. a I got a triumph. <laughs> But no success. Nice. Zero successes, but I did get a triumph, which is a success. <laughs> well, it it would be a success, but it was canceled out by the failure. And I guess I will roll my four paltry dice. Roll your four dice. Uh, which one's the failure symbol again? Triangle. Okay, so that's a threat. All right, so we've got Fun. two threats, one threat, and one triumph. So city's not laid out in a way that you recognize you pass a lot of a lot of like space or cantinas and supply shops for like farming supplies and things like that how many supply shops and cantinas do they need you know what in a farm it's a lot of tools that you need to use there's a lot of different areas but we have passed six differently named and owned supply stores just in two blocks are we sure they're differently named? Are we going in circles? I I don't think we're going in circles. Yes. Yeah, we couldn't be. What do you want to do with that triumph? It's your triumph. You're having trouble finding places. Mm-hmm. A lot of the places that you're passing are closed. Um, particularly, particularly the supply stores that focus on um, food and off-world items. You see speeder rentals, speeder sales, all with lots full and nobody working them. Droid parts, but um, most of the people are on the the sides of the road in the shady areas. And you see lots of eyes looking out windows and people in alleys watching you all as you go by. Okay, so my my triumph, but I'm thinking maybe is there is someone that is very intently looking at us not just like oh who, who are those it's like oh someone that has a look on their face that is like these are the people that we might need to go to sure that works you spot somebody as you pass the the third closed and empty looking supply store that looks like they are trying to maybe make significant eye contact trying to get you to come talk to them without them coming to talk to you. Okay, so Nikisa kind of like, guys, um, that supply store, there's like a little more intent looking towards us and uh, we do stand out. So I I have reasons oh, to believe that, that someone might be curious about our presence and interested in talking unlike most of the other people around here Mark are you banking those threat or are you spending them I am banking those threat 
Oh god. Okay. Yeah. Of course he is. Because I, I feel like Becros, with not seeing it and having two threats, it reacts to this information with like, what, there's a person over there? A little too loudly. Oh no. Nobody steps on his foot. Oh. <laughs> As you point them out, the big Celestine eyes go back into the darkness of the shop that they were they were in. Thacros. Subtlety. What? Why? Everybody knows we're coming. Mm. I mean, we kind of stand out a little bit here, Lodi. Yeah, by design. Yeah. I- I'm I'm all for subtlety. Let's let's go over there. <laughs> do we want to go knocking the front door or do we want to I'm sure go it's around. Lot. They want to talk to us. Well, like Lodi said, uh, some people might not want to be seen talking to us and maybe having a little more discretion. Why? Why? Who wouldn't want to talk to us? We're here to help. Or so we think. <laughs> but they don't know that oh. and they're probably on the edge about being forced to stop whatever actions they have been doing lately. Being Jedi, we are largely seen as symbols of the Republic, which this is not a Republic area. In fact, a little hostile to the Republic. And I'm not sure the citizens of Nar Hypa are going to jump from the noble courts to the Republic. We're walking a delicate line. Okay? Okay, got it. And Becros will walk to the front door of the shop and try and walk in. Yep. Walk, walk <laughs> that's right ex- in. That's exactly what I thought. He was gonna <laughs> like, yeah, sure, subtle. We have to be careful. I go in. <laughs> right in the front door. The door swoops open as you get close to it, and you can see the interior of this place. Um, Hello? It, about half the lights are on. There are uh, low shelves it looks like a convenience store, but the shelves are mostly empty except for a few portions of rehydrated bread and things like that here and there. And you see that Celestin, their large eyes and their, their jowls, they are wearing very utilitarian clothes with wraps around their arms and legs to keep the dust out. They look up as if they had not been staring out at you and say hi welcome to abos can i help you uh yeah i probably i i think so uh one second and becros leans his head out the door and in a loud whisper is like hey it's open come on in motions for the others nikisa just looks at lodi she has experience with this person so she's almost asking of like how do we proceed we we just proceed okay as the three of you enter this place the you can see the celestine is like checking out your gear like looking at your outfits trying to spot the differences between the the three of you and your different costumes you see eyes back row so you see eyes linger on your lightsabers my lightsaber is concealed. It's under the oh, room. I so. Yeah, it's not visible. I definitely don't have a visible Only lightsaber. Three visible lightsabers. For all they know, you're not wearing any Jedi. No, I don't. I don't. Tree, your lightsaber is concealed. It's two Jedi and an unknown. And they, yep. 
and they're a goth kid. I mean, not a kid because she's like, <laughs> she's in her thirties. But and uh, Becros sees this Solston eyeing the lightsabers, and then kind of moves their hand up in a like a big awkward wave. If he wasn't wearing the respirator that he needs to wear off planet, you would see just this cheeky grin on his face, and he's just like. Hi, uh, we're, we're not from around here, uh, new. Uh, we thought we saw you looking out and maybe you could could help us get to know the area a little bit more. Uh, I'm Bekros. Uh, these are my friends, uh, Lodi and Nikisa. And uh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm Arbo. Are you two Jedi? And Bekros looks at, at Lodi for a half beat. Yeah. Oh, okay, yes. Wow, never see Jedi out here. We're trying to keep it subtle, though. Yeah, I, uh, I don't think you're doing that. Really? Uh, well, it's, uh, it's the outfits. What's wrong with my outfit? It's very bright, very Jedi. Very, uh, is that real gold? Of course not, it's just a uh, dye. Yeah, we don't see many people dressed like you around here. Well, you don't often have a need for people who dress like us around here. But apparently you do right now. We were called to be negotiators. Oh. Perhaps you could... Who are you negotiating with? With the noble courts and with the... Oh, uh, we don't like them. And with the uh, farmers moving for independence, yeah. Alright, we do like them. Do you think you can point us in the way of the organizers? Oh, you're looking for Aster. Absolutely, yes. You sure you're here to negotiate? What else would we be here for? Well, you could join the cause. Oh, uh, I, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I could probably get in touch with Aster. If Becros had ears, they would have perked up. I like this guy, Lodi. Yeah, he's got a nice accent. <laughs> anyway. Um, well, I suppose Aster could be the one to sell us the pitch. You could give us direction to her or lead us there. Not sure if I should. I guess if the two of you think you can solve things around here, maybe I could. Here, how about this? If you're feeling antsy, we could go to a meeting place and Aster could come to us. Hmm, that's probably a good idea. Let me think. So this conversation is happening with Lodi and Bakros. And Arbo. What is Nikisa doing? So Nikisa is walking around the store. She's like looking like she's checking the shelves, checking whatever gear point of sale system they have. Mm -hmm. She's like fairly interested in the area where it would be like the cashier, and I don't know if there is a door to a back oh, area, the stock. Yeah. Uh -huh. So like she seems very interested in like how things seems to be organized, how much of a real store. Oh, it's it looks like a real store. There is definitely a back room that is dark. You see the bluish glow of a, a monitor back there. Yeah, definitely going to follow the blue light, like not fully enter, but like by the edge of the door, sneak a peek inside. Uh, sneak a peek inside or sneak inside? 
a, a peek first, and then if something is interesting. It is an office. It is dark. You don't really see anything on the computer because I think it's facing away from you. Mm-hmm. Most of the tech in here is older. Um, nothing is really uh, state of the art or anything like that. It's all at least a decade or two old, maybe older. Mm-hmm. I think. In the back room, you see a filing system, a desk, a, a safe. Normal stuff you would see in the in the back room of a very small store. Okay. Any, nothing standing out? Nothing? Nothing it, Nothing very suspicious. Mm-hmm. For the computer, though. It's but on. there's a computer. And it's on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do I hear anything from it? <laughs> what are your force powers again? It is influence, conjure, suppress, and misdirect. I do have a lot of the sentinel, uh, sentinel shadow talents, hmm. like code breaker and sleight of mind for stealth checks. Give me a perception check. You are like focused on this thing, so I'm not going to make it particularly hard. Uh, I think it's going to be an average check with two purples. Perception, two purples, and can I get a boost die because the store clerk is distracted in conversation and there's shiny stuff dangling in front of him? Yes, you can. <laughs> Lodi and Becros make very nice distractions. So I did get three successes on my perception check. As you edge closer to this back room, you begin to hear very, very quiet voices. And you see next to the um, next to the computer terminal, there's a little little headset with a little microphone and earphones. Big, big, big earphones because this is a Solistin. He's got huge ears. Um, and you hear voices coming from it speaking in uh, huddies, barely discernible. They're they're very quiet. Okay. I grab the headset. I need a stealth check. Okay. This one's going to be a little harder. It's going to be a red purple. Uh, okay. So I'd like to give a boost by distracting Arbo. Arbo's in the middle of trying to think of what a good nearby cantina to send the two of you to. Uh, how, do you how do you distract him? By asking him a bunch of questions. What sort of questions? Oh, like, how long has the blockade been going on for? It's been going on for a couple weeks now. What do you normally sell here? I sell all sorts of stuff. Mostly dry goods, though. Uh, where do you get your your goods from? Have you been able to get them since the blockade started? Great. Great questions. <laughs> yeah. Just linking, like, daisy-chaining questions together just to uh-huh. keep him occupied. All right. You are adding a boost with that. And I'm adding a boost because I have sleight of mind. Perfect. I got <laughs> one success. <laughs> one success. Neither of those boosts helped. It's just your natural skills that worked right, out. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you, you slip in through the open door into this darkened room and pick up that headset. You're on the other side of the computer now and you see, you see other sorts of shipments. I think, I think you spot a a manifest on the computer, a recent manifest. Everything about it looks above board, a little too above board, especially considering the blockade. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
you hear what sounds like code. It does not sound like people are actually speaking sentences, but people are speaking a series of phrases that don't necessarily go together. I think you can you can tell that there is more going on behind the scenes and that this person, Arbo, is part of whatever is going on behind the scenes of, of this this planet and Aster and all that. Okay. Um, from obviously like there's, there are codes and there's like language that they developed. So only them can understand like the messages mm -hmm. that are coming across. Am I picking any patterns that seems to either be naming a location or a person or you can understand that this is a drop point it's a location where something's going to be shipped or or sent or left on the planet um, and i think with those three advantages you know where that is it's outside of town okay 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 and hisa makes sure to uh log all of that information on her data pad <laughs> and i'm gonna flip a dark side point out in the main part of this this building, the, the dim lights. Bekros and, and Lodi are, are speaking with Arbo, and he says, Yeah, I think the best place for the two of you to meet with Aista is going to be Dreg's. Dreg's Cantina. It's a nice place. I think you'll like it there. We should go to Dreg's, you say? Yeah, Dreg's. Couldn't we just meet here? Oh, no. Why? This place isn't big enough. Big enough? It's tight. There's shelves and things. But Chris looks around, confused. There's shelves right here. Don't have a place to sit. Now I'm just going to head to the back. What would you suggest we change before we go to the Stregs? Oh, that, that might not be a bad idea. You two are obviously Jedi. You're mm. very obviously Jedi. Yeah, that's because we're Jedi. You have any, uh, any tunics and pants here that we could maybe change into? Oh, absolutely. For a price, of course, I would. we would absolutely be purchasing them. Absolutely, yeah. I can show you. Actually, I, I don't have much, but I might have some uh, that might fit you, maybe. Okay, so there is no, no other information than a, a, a dropout location, not a, a time, presumably, <laughs> or like a, a date or... Like how soon? Like in the files that are showing, does it have any like time logs of like expected a shipment? You telling me I made that check too easy? Sounds like I made that check too easy. You're getting a lot it's of information from this. It's too late. Yeah, it is too late. <laughs> yeah, the drop is tonight. Mm -hmm. Okay. If Nikisa has logged all the information that she needs, she will slip the headphones back. The most like similar to how it was mm -hmm. and slowly make her way into looking like she's just exploring the store once again. Yeah. You come out into the front room where uh, Arbo is sh like holding up a, a big, very colorful poncho up, up to Becker's shoulders. It's like extra large. I, I like this. I like it because it's super colorful and it would still stand out. <laughs> yeah, we're going for subtlety. We'll just we'll dress like they do here. The bright colors, 
Big poncho. Oh, I've got a big hat too, if you want it. Show me. <laughs> Lodi looks to see if Nikisa came out. <laughs> Nikisa is out. She's on her data uh, pad. She is updating the shared document with an information of uh, there is a dropout expected, like a shipment expected to drop out. And the dropout is tonight. And uh, I think I have the location. And there's the information that I got of the, you, you didn't name the location, but you said that I do have the location. Yeah, it's outside of, outside town. Yeah, outside of town. So like all of the information that she got from <clears throat> her exploring of the computer is now updated on the data log. Lodi, Beckros, and uh, Nikisa leave Arbos. What does Beckros look like? Oh, uh, Beckros isn't one to necessarily surrender the armored robes that he picked up uh, after his experience with the Nihil. So I think that he has on the the Jedi robes and all that stuff that he was wearing before, and he went with just this large, bright, colorful poncho to just drape over it. He's he's tucked the hood and everything back in, and then um, a, like a large. Uh, Sombrero is the best I can think of. Great. And Lodi is behind him. What is Lodi looking like? Uh, yeah, Lodi didn't buy any. Lodi's still dressed as she is. That was 100% just to keep him occupied. Keep both of them occupied, honestly. Yep. Uh, followed by Nikisa. Is Nikisa wearing anything special that they picked up in Arbo's shop? Oh, yeah. She, brought, she, she got a very light... Uh, scarf that looks quite almost silly on top of her darker clothes but it's like yes I did buy a souvenir from the locals and I'm trying Arbo was very surprised that you bought the scarf because he's had the scarf for like 10 years and nobody bought the scarf because it's really hot here oh it's 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 a scarf look when I say a scarf I mean just like a a not a shawl a shawl shawl yeah like a silk thing yeah, yeah, it's like it's a it's that like cotton fabric that you expect from the deserty thing. It's just like it's just wrapped around her neck like a okay. scarf. Okay, cool. it's literally like a, a it's be like pulled rag. up over the face to like guard against sand and stuff, keep sand out of your face. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is like literally just like yeah, sure, we're dressing like the locals. Great. Yeah, as as uh as we're leaving. Uh, and the door uh, behind us, Lodi kind of looks at uh, Nikisa uh, and goes, so he's like, he's a fence, right? So he's not the one who's actively doing the smuggling or the theft or anything like that. He's just the guy who sells the stuff. Um, I am not sure something is being sold. There are so many possibilities going over my head. The fact that there's so much code behind it and secrecy makes me think that this shipment might be something a little more non-standard. We are talking revolution, we are talking protests that have started to go less friendly because of the behavior and the situation that they have been subjected to with the blockade and the 
lack of provisions. On a positive note, it could just be a contraband of provisions. On my worst case scenario, we could be looking into possible weaponry, uh, tools for revolution. Um, there's a lot of secrecy about dropout location. It's out of the city. There are so many possibilities. I think it's less about him being a fence or not and more of um, an active part of the, the citizen group or even, you know, he, he was very interested in us joining the cause, which means as Jedis, more power to the well, cause. Wasn't so much odd. He mentioned it. And then he was like, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. Which means either he's more cunning than he was acting and he was trying to pique our interest. Or he's exactly as cunning as he has seemed. There is the possibility that he just at first saw a golden ticket and then realized that he's not aware yet if we are on his side mm -hmm. and should not have communicated of the cause in case we're here to stop them. I want another vibe check. <laughs> what do you think you would roll for your vibe check? Vigilance, I guess. I just, I am assessing the people around us again. Uh, and this, this time is I'm going to roll. As you're walking. Yeah. Did you pick up the talent you can like see into the future on? The 4C? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess I, I could do that. I would like to roll Vigilance. It's going to be an average check with with one setback because you are still wearing all the same stuff that you were wearing when you went in there. Yep. And, and people may be being cautious around you. You've got five light side points. I do. So I guess I will swap out one of my green for a yellow. Excellent. Because <laughs> he's not very... Vigilance, apparently. Oh, man, if I was doing a perception check, I'd get a boost. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so this is, you're taking in your surroundings while you're walking and talking, rather mm -hmm. than actively looking to see who might be, who might have eyes on you and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it's a that. vibe check. Yeah. Um, <laughs> boost die because Lodi's just so nice and friendly looking. Like, how could you be too on edge around her she's like walking confidently and calmly which is an easygoing expression on her face there's a bright rainbow colored poncho walking in front of her With two of you are openly carrying rainbow. weapons who who else is like please there's got to be blasters on hip and holsters around us becros's uh lightsabers are covered now and this, this is, is a piece of poncho. It's not bad. I mean, ponchos are open at the sides. Kind of. Yeah. Becker's lightsabers. So they were on. They're on one his the hips. Front, one on the back. No, they're on, they're on his hips. But he's got the the Jedi robes, and so they're just slightly there. It's not like he's openly carrying them, Fine. but he's not hiding. Fine. And now Fine. there's a poncho over the front of those robes. Fine. Set back because you're outsiders. But we're dressed as insiders. But you're still obviously outsiders. That girl's gonna be. It so shows the rainbow poncho. That's 
surely what's the law? Yeah, everyone else here is dressed drably. <laughs> yeah, very neutral. Oh, oh, three successes and an advantage. Okay. So as the three of you make your way to the location that uh, Arbo told you about, uh, Drab's Cantina, you pass by a number of people. Most of them don't pay much attention to you. Some of them deliberately don't pay attention to you. Generally, the the vibe that you're getting is curiosity more than mm-hmm. anything else. No real hostility from the people uh, until you get a little closer to Dreg's Cantina. You do... You see a mix of people. You see humans, uh, Solistans. You see. Um, oh yeah! I just realized as we are walking to the cantina, she, uh, Nikisa wasn't around when the recommendation was done, and then they're walking yeah. straight to the place <laughs> where, she, where she had mentioned, like, uh-huh. "Hey, last resource, maybe let's not count on that." Um, yeah, I guess it's gonna... where Arbo is sending us. Um, more reason for me to believe that there's a lot more in this shipment situation that I that the eyes meet. Do you want to go in first and scope it out? Before we go in, I would like to know exactly what is the game plan going in. We like, are what trying are we... to find Astaram. Yeah, she's gonna meet us here. According to Arbo, who may or may not even know I like Arbo. And that has been arranged. There has been communication. Yeah, Arbo said he was going to take care of it. Mm, I'm not sure that's actually how that... Nikisa is uh, visibly uh, um, reticent about the situation. It's like, so we're just walking in. Just no plan. And no idea who's inside or if we're a place that I have mentioned uh, that is somewhat hostile um, you said they were just... hostile to outsiders we're we are dressed. outsiders no look we already bought clothes from Harbo oh Lodi I got you this and he pulls out from under the the poncho a drab uh, tan colored kepi hat uh, you know the kind of cylinder with a bill and then it's got the like a flat that comes down the back very desert looking um i think a hat might get in a little bit in the way of my perceptions but thanks becros i just you said we had to be subtle so i wanted to make sure we all could blend in i feel like a mickey in deliberately dampening her sense her senses um is not subtle but okay I'm just trying to do what you said. I'm rolling. I'm doing four C. <laughs> okay, great. Let's see. Let's see which if the force answers. Hey, two light side pips. So one thing that can be said about this planet: when you got here, the the force was clear. There's nothing like that. That strange darkening that you've been feeling on Bava the last week or two is not happening here. And as Lodi reaches out, the force is readily available to her. You can see up to one day in your personal future. Is that correct? Vague hints of events to come up to a day into my own personal future. 
Cool. And I presume Lodi has already checked the data that Nikisa had uploaded. Of course. As the three of you make your way to dregs, you you pass humans and Rodians, Ugnaughts, Celestins, and standing outside the door to dregs, the there's a there's a bouncer who checks you out up and down and nods that you can go through and they're a Gamorian. And Beckros and Nikisa walk in and as Lodi passes over the threshold into dregs from the light outside to the dark inside, she gets images, sort of vibrating images, possible futures. And she sees a large outcropping of rocks with the bright lights of some craft coming down from the sky. She gets metal braziers with flames in them. Golden people, a deep, deep laugh. And then the, the smiling face with pointed, sharpened teeth of a green Twi'lek smiling and you walk into dregs thank you for listening to this episode of path of the storm i'm a gm and host for the season mark you can find my podcast coruscant nights and the other place wherever you've listened to podcasts Beckros is played by andrew from dicey cantina be sure to check out Dicey Cantina's newest podcast, The Foxglove Letters, out now, wherever you get your podcasts. Lodi is played by Erica Goodwitch. You can also find Erica on the newest season of Heroes of the Hydean Way. Check the show notes for all of her links. And Nikisa is played by Isabella Jones. Thank you to Doug, AJ, and Zach from Tales of the Outer Rim for lending their voices to this episode. This episode of Path of the Storm was produced by Nightcast Creative. For info on all of our shows, RPGs, and everything else we do, visit nightcastcreative.com.